Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. How the heck are you, Emily? I'm fine, Nicole. How was Vegas? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas was so good, actually. Uh, this man and his surprises, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, it was good. It was kind of cool being, like, all adults there. Because the last time I went with my sister... Like, she was underage, so now, like, we could just do everything. We didn't have to, like, worry about where we were standing for too long or, like, anything. It was cool. Also, my sister's, like, matured a little bit, so, like, the things she wants to do are different than the things we've done together in the past, so it was, like, cool. Like, her and I sat down at a blackjack table, like, just the two of us, and, like, played blackjack, so that was cool. I actually ended up, like, breaking even on my gambling. I think I only lost, like, 100 bucks total. I took out five to play with, so that's fun. Uh, we went, I wanted some slots, I wanted some table games, uh, lounged by the pool. However, it was warmer in Portland than it was in Vegas. <laughs> it was 77 degrees in Vegas was our warmest day, and here, I think it got to, like, 82. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> but it's fine. It was a good time. I got to swim a little bit. I got, like, a little bit of sun, but not a lot. So, it was good. It was nice. It was nice to put some space between me and our last trip. I was very anal about my hand being on my purse, though. <laughs> I was like, this stays here. Went to Oscar's Steakhouse. That was fun. We saw Circa. We didn't get to go in Circa, the new casino. Remember the one that they were building on the corner of Fremont Street? That was just like an empty lot? Not really. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's a 31-story casino. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. Well, from the outside, it looks cool. I have did not go in it. What else? We didn't spend a whole lot of time on Fremont Street just because there were so many fucking people. We're like, um, there's far too many people for us to be out on the Fremont right now. Let's go into this hotel where it's a little bit uh, less crowded. Mm -hmm. They had signs up that said no club colors. So I'm assuming that's like gang stuff. Like gang and like motorcycle type gear. Basically like... What casino was it? uh, The Nugget on Fremont. Yeah. And then... Okay. And then um, they had... Like, you know how, like, there's, like, actual streets that, like, go through Fremont at, like, one port? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they had metal detectors, so, like, you could only go in one way and only go out one way. So, like, anytime you, like, went to the part that had the street on it, you had to go through another metal detector. It was wild. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, but, like, it also funneled people to closer together. I will tell you, I was not prepared to be around that many people. I knew that was a thing. Like, I knew I was going to be, like, anxious. <laughs> and I was. But we, like, tried to, like, avoid, like, the mass crowds. Like, there was this crowd. We got reservations at Guy Fieri's restaurant right there by on the corner of the link. And by the front door, there was just, like, this mob of, like, people. There was, like, some Flamingo girls and, like, some Chippendales guys, like, taking pictures. And then, like, some Mickey Mouse and some super, like, heroes, like, Avengers, like, rolled up. And so there was just, like, this big group of, like, costume people, and which, of course, drew attracted regular people. And then, like... I was just like, okay, there's far too many people here. I was like, I'm going to go over here where there's not people. Mm. We often try to, like, cross the street if we saw there was, like, a big mob ahead of us. We're like, okay, we'll just cross over here just to avoid the, the area. Yeah. Six feet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Impossible. But <laughs> as much as possible. Mm. On this side of the street where, like, the Bellagio is, there was a lot less people than there was on, like, the Link side. So we tried to stay on, like... Weird. Yeah, right? <laughs> Real weird. I mean, I don't blame them. I don't know when they put up the metal detectors, but I don't blame them given how Oh yeah, the no, last few not. weeks have gone. Yeah, definitely don't blame them for that. It was just something different that I had not experienced there before. Yeah. 
feel like my cup has a hole in it. I don't know. And I have four drops of liquid on my desk now that were not there earlier. Hmm. Yeah, Vegas was good. I would probably not do it again for a while. I have my fill. Mm-hmm. We went off strip for breakfast one of the days on Saturday morning just because we're like, you know what? It's going to be really packed everywhere we go and there will be less people flowing in and out if we go off strip. <laughs> yeah. So we found a Black Bear Diner. Like, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> Yeah, we found like a Black Bear Diner. Not the one we went to, but a different one. And ate there. <laughs> it was nice. I do have to say, uh, I did see a lot of mask enforcement. A lot of it. <laughs> what does enforcement mean? Like, pull your mask up or we're kicking you out of our casino okay. type thing. <laughs> That's good. Because like, we have a sign at work, but not, yeah, I no, wasn't like, allowed I, to enforce it when it was a mandate. Actually saw people walking up to people. Like this one guy walked up to the bar right after me, I was like sitting off to the sides during my drink and he had no mask on. And the bartender goes, you know, I need you to put your mask on before you order. And he goes, well, show me COVID's real. And he goes, popped right on his, his little walkie talkie. and was like, I need security up at the front bar. And he's like, I'm not going to fight with you about this. You either wear a mask or you don't order. Yeah. And like security was there within like 10 seconds. I <laughs> swarmed the guy and they're like, you need to put your mask on. And he's like, I don't have one. And they handed him one. <laughs> and they're like, now you do. <laughs> You have no excuse. Yeah. And, like, I saw various, like, drink girls handing out masks to people who had them, like, down below their nose. They're like, oh, do you need a mask that fits better? Here you go. Like. Yes. Shame people. Yes. It was great. Uh, I was really, really happy with the way that they were being enforced. Even when people were outside. I'd say a good 85 to 90% of people were wearing masks properly. I was actually really impressed. And with the cooperation of people and then the enforcement of it, it was really kind of cool to see that it being taken seriously mm-hmm. no, none of the major nightclubs were open so there was a lot more like i'd say middle-aged people and not like the big big party crowds the strip died down probably about one or two o'clock every night it didn't like continue going until all hours of the day in fact i don't think i stayed up past one lame <laughs> yeah i was so tired though after like fake deadline week and then it being a surprise and like I was not prepared. I didn't sleep much the night before we left. And then we our flight left at, like, 7.45, so we'd be at the airport at, like, 6. Yeah. And then I didn't sleep on the plane. But when we got there, we went to breakfast. And did some walking around. Had some drinks. It was just a good time. I enjoyed it. It was nice to see my family. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This totally does have a hole in it. And ice. And ice. Wine and soda, actually. Wine and soda? Uh-huh. Gross. It's a Tempranillo. I don't know what those words mean. (laughs) Is that a kind of wine or is that something? It's a kind of wine. Okay. It's from Spain. Mm. And it's deeper than a Malbec. Okay. It's more, it's like, it has more spicy to it, like more spice to it. (laughs) Uh, But I mixed it with Cherry Coke Zero before and it was really good. But now I have Cherry Coke Vanilla and it's even better. Tastes like you're drinking cake batter. It's great. Sure. (laughs) I looked for, it's, it tastes like a sangria basically. Okay. You keep describing things. I'm never going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> sangria is like... I know what sangria is. Okay. But like Malbec, no idea. Is wine spicy? I don't know. <laughs> it tastes spicy. Like, it's got like spices in it. I believe you. <laughs> I just... The, giving me further description is not going to... It's more like, I guess, like pumpkin pie spicy than like actual like heat spicy. Mm-hmm. I understand spices. I just have no concept of what wine tastes like. So. Well, I know. But I was trying to describe you, to you the flavor that was in my specific wine. And like... Anyways. Do I go first this week? Yep. Okay. 
I feel like I have talked about this before, but I looked on our notes and I have not. <laughs> I'm like, we have notes. <laughs> I know. I looked and I did not see it. I even control F'd it and did not see it. So I came back from Vegas and went to go get in my car the next morning. And my white car was green <laughs> from all of the pollen. So I talk about flowers because they are all in bloom right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have not talked about flowers. <laughs> I have not. So I took a little different approach this time. Um, I noticed that, like, it tends to talk a lot about, like, the history of things. I'm just going to talk about, like, popular garden flowers because I feel like that's relevant. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I said, I noticed everything was in bloom when I got home from Vegas. And then yesterday I was out smoking. I looked over and I was like, those were not there yesterday. And there was, like, a whole bush of, like, orange lilies. And lilies are my favorite. Which is interesting because they are the number one on my popular garden flowers list. I looked at several different lists and lilies were number one on all of them. So I'm like, all right, well, these must be a very popular plant. (laughs) So lilies tend to be representative of emotion. So like orange is supposed to equal like hatred, which is funny because it's my favorite lily. Yellow is supposed to be representative of feeling like you're walking on air. So like happy and joyous. White is for purity and like innocence. Uh, There are over 4,000 species of lilies. And they are identified by tall stems, thin leaves, and very showy flowers. So lilies are pretty easy to identify. I feel like they've got, like, they, like, peel open and, like, the long stamen out the middle. And they smell pretty, like, pungent and strong. But they die really quickly, which makes me sad. Uh, The next one is, next popular one is daisy. Uh, I did not know this. It is the cousin of a sunflower. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) Apparently, it can be found almost anywhere on the planet. I did not look into that as fact, but I'm going to take it as fact because the article I looked at was reputable. Uh, They're grown commercially, but they're actually a weed, and they generally symbolize love, purity, and gentleness. Okay. Weed doesn't really mean anything. It's not an actual botanical like categorization. It just means that they grow on their own without you having to do anything to it. Yes. I was going to say, it very much means it's just like everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't take any like special... Yeah. I need to I need to plant some daisies because I can't kill those. Before the episode, you and I were talking, and I mentioned that my work was giving away spider plants. That's uh, probably a good thing I didn't win those because <laughs> I'd probably kill the poor thing. Uh, next popular garden flower is the lilac. Uh, it is actually a shrub slash small tree, mm-hmm. but it still produces flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's my mom's favorite. They're very pretty. We had a lilac uh, bush at the... In our house in Oregon. Oh, in Medford? Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say a city, but yes. <laughs> oh. I'm sure we've talked about that before on here. I don't know. I, I mean, probably because here. my brother was on the show and we talked about the fires, but... <laughs> I feel like we've talked about it before. Lilacs, lilac bushes tend to have thick foliage and light conical purple flowers. Or white. Or white, yes. Those are also possible. Uh, they historically re- represent love or first new love and are often used as wedding decorations. They're very romantic looking, I feel like. Like, they just kind of, like, dangle and, like, sway in the wind and... Yes. Very pretty. What do you mean by dangle? Are you thinking of wisteria? No, I'm <laughs> okay. thinking of lilac, because they, like, flow. Yeah, but they're not, they're not a hangy down. They're not the dangly ones, no. no, but they, like, dangle in the wind. I guess sway is the word I wanted to <laughs> yeah. use there. Not dangle. Yes. Lilac is not lavender, also. No. Those are different things. <laughs> they are very different things. Rose, I'm just going to touch on because everybody knows what a rose is. Mm -hmm. Obviously, very popular. Uh, They can be grown small, tall. Uh, They actually tend to be a favorite of the deer. So if you live somewhere, there are deer, cover your roses. We also had 
rose bushes when I was a kid. Uh, and that is the reason I was not allowed to go barefoot outside. Because <laughs> I really? stepped on so many thorns. They were too close to our walkway. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> there were just thorns everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And those fuckers hurt, too. Yeah, those they get jabbed so straight up into your foot. <laughs> and they, like, curve a little bit, so you have to, mm-hmm. like, pluck them out, too. Like a cat claw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of different varieties of roses, uh, and also a lot of different colors of roses. So red in a rose means love, beauty, or courage. Uh, white is purity, innocence, or humility. And orange, uh, is desire, fascination, energy, or enthusiasm. I just tend to like orange flowers. I don't know what it is. I like orange roses, orange lilies. I think I just like the color orange. Uh, next popular flower, tulip. Uh, They have large, distinctive flowers. Uh, They were actually cultivated originally by the Turks, which is weird because when I think of them, I think of like Holland of the Netherlands, like the Tulip Festival. Tulips symbolize love, dreams, and imaginations. And the bulbs are actually known for being a replacement for onions and cooking. Weird. That I did not know. (laughs) Me either. I guess it's like a fancy replacement for an onion in like the culinary world was the vibe I was getting out of that. I've never heard that. (laughs) Me either. The hydrangea. It is native to Asia, but obviously grows well other places, especially here in the Northwest. They have bulbous round clusters found in pink, blue, white, and purple. So the hydrangea is actually kind of cool because the color of the flowers depends on the acidity of the soil. Hmm. So it's kind of a great pH meter for the other plants (laughs) because depending on what color your hydrangea is, tells you how acidic your soil is and what kind of other plants will grow good there. Uh, those are also, also, they also come in small shrubs or trees. Other popular flowers, uh, all ones that I had when we were growing up, are the sunflower, the pansy, the daffodil, and the marigold. I looked up edible flowers, and a lot of these are actually edible. Mm-hmm. Various different parts of them. Yeah. In some cases, the whole flower itself. So, popular plants and flowers that are toxic to cats. Lilies. Lilies are number one. Yep. Rhododendrons, which grow... A plenty here in the Northwest. They're allergic to daffodils, which is interesting because my cat used to walk through them all the time. Allergic to or poisonous if eaten? Uh, poisonous if eaten. Okay. And then English ivy. I think that's poisonous if you eat it as a human, too. Apparently, marijuana is toxic to cats. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's an intoxicant, right? It does stuff to humans. It's probably going to be worse than cats. Mm-hmm. Because they're smaller. Uh, tulips are supposed to be toxic to cats and azaleas also. So I mentioned allergies earlier, <laughs> or I mentioned all the pollen earlier, which has significantly triggered my allergies. I am grateful for my allergy pills these days. So generally my allergies consist of itchy eyes, ears, throat, and then a runny nose. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm wheezing because of just like the asthmatic effect of my allergies. So the 10 worst flowers for people with allergies, which sucks because a lot of these I really like. Aster, baby's breath. I love baby's breath so much. Put a little carnation in there, surrounded by a little baby's breath. That's just so pretty. Dahlias, daisies, Gerber daisies, chamomile. If that's the worst flower for people, no wonder I hate chamomile tea. I was going to say, what about if it's dried and there's no actual pollen on it? I hate it. I just don't like it. I do. It reminds me of hay. Very earthy to me. Uh, Chrysanthemum, ragweed. Apparently sunflowers are supposed to be bad just because of their sheer size. And then 
my, I guess this one's not a flower per se, but it is a plant and it is trees. Trees also give off a lot of pollen because they are large. Especially the flowering kind. I do not have allergies. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I used to not until I hit like 23. And then I was like, wow, this sucks. Yeah. I mean, I bet it does. It does. There's like cherry blossom trees outside. Our whole new roadway is lined with like these white flowering trees. They're really pretty to look at, but they're also white flowering trees. So yeah, <laughs> my car is literally green every morning. It is insane. Yeah. How do they produce this much pollen? Well, they have to. <laughs> I know. They don't know any better. Stupid trees. But, like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think, my, like I said, my favorite flower is the lily. But I also just really like carnations because they last a really long time. Mm. I don't know why, though. I wonder why some flowers last longer than others. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I mean, lilies have a lot more substance to support than carnations. This is true. But I have no idea. Me either. I was going to say, it probably has something to do with, like the sturdiness of the stem but lilies are a pretty sturdy stem so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'll have to look that up later yeah i have no idea research for another day i am what you got okay my first topic is nail polish yes <laughs> i even mentioned you colored your nails i know and then i think i don't know what happened because you stopped talking after that oh because <laughs> <laughs> i painted my nails today you did i did it's white it's called like it. Ghosted. <laughs> ghosted. <laughs> yeah. It's Perfect. the uh, Ulta gel. Oh, how do you like it? I mean, it lasts longer than regular nail polish because it has the gel top coat. It's fine. So I have it in other color. colors, but like I haven't worn nail polish in over a year now. So because I have to keep washing my hands and wearing gloves and your hands get all sweaty in the gloves. And it's like, what's the point of painting your nails if it's just going to chip off Cause it's, yeah. immediately? Always wet. Yeah. That's kind of why I asked, because, like, normal nail polish on me always just sucks. It chips off immediately. So if I can find something that lasts longer, but I don't have to go to a salon for it, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'd try it out. Get the Ulta gel. I picked this one up yesterday, and they were doing a buy two, get one free of, like, all of the Ulta products. So Cool. I also got this chapstick that smells like grape. Love that. I love a good chapstick. Nail polish. Originated in China. Around 3000 BC. All right. It's like 5,000 years ago, man. That's a long time. Yeah. Around 600 BC in the Sioux Dynasty, dynastic family <laughs> preferred gold and silver colors, but that was replaced as their favorite for red and black. I don't know why. <laughs> Just the information I found. And I get it. I mostly wear black nail polish, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I am wearing white today because I was like, ooh, that's fun. I never wear white nail polish. In the Ming Dynasty, so 1368 to 1644, nail polish was typically made from a mixture that included beeswax, egg whites, gelatin, vegetable dyes, and acacia gum. Don't know what else was in it. Also, it said a different kind of gum. And I'd click on it and figure out what that was. And it's also called acacia gum. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what the, <laughs> the the word was before. But it had a lot of names. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll write one I've heard of. Right. The most common used one. Mm-hmm. In Egypt, the lower classes wore pale colors, while high society preferred a reddish brown with 
done with henna, which makes sense again. <laughs> I was going to say, henna's a good day. Mm-hmm. Uh, during Victorian era culture in the Western world, it was improper for women to adorn themselves with makeup or nail polish because your natural look was seen as more pure or I almost said celibate, not celibate, and another C word that I can't remember, <laughs> but I guess also celibate. <laughs> also probably celibate too. In the 1920s, however, women began to use more nail polish and makeup in rebellion to such prim customs of their recent past. Nail colors have progressed from French manicures and standard reds to various palettes of color choices, usually coordinated with the fashion industry's colors for that season. I just like wearing nail polish. It's like hair, like getting your hair colored in the way that it feels like you've done something towards your appearance, but you only have to do it once and it keeps going (laughs) instead of like Mm -hmm. you do your makeup and it's going to take at least like 45 minutes, depending on how involved your process is every time you do it. (laughs) But you can paint your nails once and it can last you a week or, you know, a month, depending on what, if you do it yourself or if you go to a salon and if it's regular polish or gel or whatever you're doing. Yeah. If I go to a salon with like gel, Mm -hmm. my nails usually last me two to three weeks. Yeah. But if I'm doing it at home with regular polish, it's less than a week. Mm. I have found that, like, with the color streets, that type of nail polish, that it stays on me for, like, two to three weeks. Like, two is usually, like, a good amount before it starts to chip. Mm-hmm. I could usually pull it for three, but yeah, if I'm being honest, probably two. I've never been great with any of the, like, strip kind of ones. Just because you have to, like, trim off the ends and, like, it always just, like, pulls away the whole end. I can't... I- I'm just not good at it. <laughs> I was much better at just actually painting them with the yeah, liquid. not me. It's also fun. Like, you it is. get to... There's so many things that you can do to just, like, be whoever you want to be. <laughs> like, if you want to cut your hair, you can cut your hair. If you want long-ass, pointy nails with fucking rhinestones on them, do it. Who cares? <laughs> Right? Like, if that's what makes you feel good, bruh. Right? It's great. I have 100% gone on dates with dudes just because they had nail polish on in their pictures. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Speaking of nail polish, AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys has his own nail polish line. Weird. Called Ava Dean. That's weird. (laughs) It's after his kids. Well, I figured that part, but it's still a strange hustle to get into. (laughs) Kinda. It feels strange for a boy bander to... Yeah, but he's kind of like edgy boy bander. He's not your typical, tickable, t- tickable, <laughs> typical dude. I like it. I support it. Go AJ. Sure. Yeah. No policy is just fun. You do whatever color you want. <laughs> What's your? I have a box over here with nail polish. Is that the same box you had when we lived together? Well, hold up. <laughs> I have this box that my aunt gave me when we moved to Washington. And I'm pretty sure that some of the nail polishes are, that are inside are some of the ones that were in there when she gave it to me. <laughs> and that was like 15 years ago. I was going to say, that was a, a long time ago. So, I usually go through and clean out the nail polish like once a year and get rid of any of the ones that are like unusable yes. now. But I should probably <laughs> do that again since I haven't used any of it. I didn't paint my nails at all last year, I don't think. Because they weren't done when we went to Salt Lake City. So I would have had to have done them in the, like, one month in between that and COVID. Mm-hmm. That was my goal to myself last year was to, like, that was my treat was to, like, keep my nails up. 
but then fucking COVID happened. I did, I was doing good until like the end of February. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't go to a salon anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't usually go to salons anyways. I can just paint it myself. <laughs> yeah. I like the massage that goes with it. And if I'm being honest, it just lasts longer. And I don't know, somebody's job, they like to make money doing that way then. And I don't like to, to paint my own nails, so... Yeah. I mean, go for it. Go do it. <laughs> it's your money and your nails. I actually was looking at a photo today of my nails in a, a picture from 2018. I was like, wow, those looked really good. I need to do my nails again. <laughs> I did paint my toes before Vegas, though. They're like a bright, corally pink. That's what I usually do. Yeah. My go-to nail polish color. Yeah, I have one, like... Well, I have one, like, Barbie pink one from Pacifica. And then I have another one that I just got in my FabFitFun box. <laughs> so, so now I have two of, like, the similar color. I don't usually go for it. I'm not a huge pink person anyway. I was going to say, that's not normally your color. No. I think it's probably one of your least favorite colors. I don't have anything against pink. I know. I've just never actually, like, seen you wear anything pink. Oh, yeah. I don't, like, buy pink clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm not, like, ew. Pink is for girls. Well, Yes. <laughs> Do you remember there was like a weird phase in the like early 2010s of just all this new nail polish technology, <laughs> like the crackly kinds where yes. you would put on like the base coat and then the top coat and then the top coat would like shrink in on itself and like crack. About. It's what were we doing? And there's like the I, magnetic ones and all the chrome ones. <laughs> I do. the I do know the magnetic ones. I, somebody did magnetic nails on me once. We still have some magnetic ones in our nail polish tub. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I don't know what we were doing, man. I did like the chrome. The chrome was fun. We still have some of that, too. I do like that. We might I actually still that. have some crackles in there, also. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. The worst part, I have so many top coats. Just, like, clear top coats. Because I'll buy one, and then I'll use it, and then it'll end up somewhere else. That's not in the thing for some reason. That's <laughs> not in our tub. <laughs> I have to go buy more nail polish top coat. And then I find the other one that I had. <laughs> I'm like, where were you? <laughs> Why did you come back after I bought a new one? Yeah. This one, the gel one completely disappeared. I was like, okay, well, I guess I have to like buy a new gel top coat because it was not in either of the tubs. And I'm like, it's not in my room. I've checked in all the places that it could possibly be. And Kelsey went over to her parents one day. And it was there for some reason. It was at that house still. <laughs> like, but why? That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> I have it back now, but it's so weird. I'm like, how did it? That is weird. How? Who used it? Right? Like, how did it get there? Yeah. That's weird. Tell me your story, little nail polish. Okay. My turn? Yes. Okay. I'm going to talk about babies. Because there's been a lot of babies being born. Yeah. Uh, every day, like... many babies are born. <laughs> I know. I just personally know five people who have had babies yeah. in the la- or are pregnant. Um, I feel like quarantine and the pandemic have something to do with that. Well, yeah, it's like the boomers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's exactly I was just the thinking, same thing. Steph and I were talking about that the other day. I was like, we're going to have a whole generation of boomer babies. Like, mm-hmm. they're just more pandemic babies. Yep, absolutely. I have four coworkers who are pregnant, uh, one with twins. And then a YouTuber I know. Do you know... Do you remember Help Helen Smash? No. Okay. She, like, was got super popular on Snapchat and, like, 
Instagram because she would, like, use the square face to, like, hit on her boyfriend and make the big, like, face, double chin face. Mm-hmm. And she would be like, hey, Steven. And Steven at her time, at the time, was her boyfriend, now husband. But she would, like, say cheesy pickup lines. <laughs> anyway, she became really popular from that. But anyways, she became a blogger, essentially, and started, like, blogging about, like, her life. And she had her first baby, Alfie, two years ago. Uh, and then she just had her second baby, a girl, probably, like, two weeks ago now, I think. But she had a similar situation as my friend, my co- one of my coworkers, who's been in the hospital for the last four weeks. She actually had her baby last Saturday while I was in Vegas. I was really excited for her. She texted me, and I cried in the middle of New York, New York. <laughs> but anyways, Laura's water broke early. Not as early as my friend's. But her dealer was telling her one thing. Her doctor was telling her the other. Like, my friend was going through that same, like, scenario. And that just sounded, like, really hectic. But all the babies turned out Okay. <laughs> But there's just been a lot of babies being born. One of my coworkers at work, his wife had a baby. My friend had her baby. And then the other two are still pregnant. But the other one has twins and they could come any day if they decide. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I'm undecided if I want kids. I am a godmother. So I could potentially someday have some should something happen. But I don't know if I want that. I Part of me is like, yes. But part of me is like, no. For various different reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've had a lot of experience with babies and small children. And children in general. I started babysitting uh, from a super young age. The youngest baby I ever babysat, she was a month old. And then I ended up babysitting her for like two solid years until she was like two. So that was cool. I got to watch her grow up. And then I babysat Adam and Cameron. He was six and she was eight for like a summer. And then I dated someone with a new- newborn. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, so I got to like be there for her for like the first like six months or so. So that's cool. Babies are weird. Like, they're just little humans, but they're, like, weird little humans. Human babies are the worst of all the babies. <laughs> Let's be real. They cry so much. Well, they're also not done. They need to cook for another, like, year. <laughs> they yeah. just won't do it. Yeah. They can't do shit, man. You ever seen a baby giraffe? There's walking. Yeah, like... Day one. <laughs> yes. This is very true. I guess we're kind of like kangaroos, but without the pouch. Like, we need more time to cook. Yeah, that's like... what I'm saying. <laughs> the worst of the babies. We are. We really are. And then they become the worst animals ever. I think humans are just the worst animals. We're not good at this thing. I mean, that depends on what you mean, but... Like, as far as, like, obviously, like, evolution things, like, our natural instincts have gone down. But, like... Well, sure, but know, also, like, like, animals can't heal bones. If a human gets injured, it's probably going to be fine. If an animal breaks its leg, it's probably not going to make it. That's true. <laughs> Humans are pretty good predators when it comes down to it. That's true. We've just domesticated ourselves. <laughs> that's, that's fair. So weird baby facts. I just like was like, babies are weird. I'm going to look at some weird baby facts. So their first, first poo, like the black starry meconium or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, their first poo does not stink. And that is because they don't have gut bacteria yet. Yeah, it's also so bad that you can't call it poop. <laughs> yeah, it's thick. Like, thick. Infants can stop fr- breathing for, like, five to ten seconds. That f- freaks me out, because, like, I mean, like, human... I mean, so can I, but... But, like, when they're sleeping, they just, like, randomly stop for five to ten seconds. I'm like, that's not normal. I did read a disclaimer that if your baby's turning blue or if they do it frequently, there's an emergency and you should go call 911 yeah. immediately. 
babies can take up to 60 breaths per minute if they're excited or right after they're done crying. It's a lot of breaths per minute. That's like one a second. <laughs> it's like painting. Yeah, they're hyperventilating. Yes. Their little lungs are so small. Their tonsils have taste buds. They can taste sweet and bitter sour. And that is because... Makes sense. Yeah. They can't taste salt until four to five months. Hmm. But the sweet comes from, like, breast milk. And the bitter sour comes from, like, poison. poison. So, like, yeah. your baby can tell, like, what's good for it and what's not. It's a survival instinct, which is kind of cool. Well, that's also the thing with, like, kids. Everyone's like, oh, you have to eat your broccoli. And kids are like, no, it tastes bad. I don't want to eat it. And then they're like, well, you can't leave the table. And it's like, hey, that's literally evolution. It tastes poisonous to a child. Right? <laughs> like, you need to chill. <laughs> you need to season it better. <laughs> yeah. Use some salt and some pepper and a little bit of garlic. Yeah. Babies cry without tears for, like, the first month, and then they show up when they start crying. So, I wonder where that is. I didn't look into that, but... I don't know. Tear ducts or hydration? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. When babies lay on their back and they tilt their heads, 85% of the time is to the right. And they've narrowed that down to a gene, kind of like how you're right-handed or left-handed. Babies just prefer to tilt their heads to the right versus the left. So, that's kind of cool. Babies can scare themselves. They don't always have control of their body parts. So if they, like, accidentally throw something or smack something, they can, like, scare themselves and make them cry. And then this one's kind of funny. I knew this. You probably know this because you've been around baby boys. Uh, But baby boys get erections, uh, generally right before they pee. So if you're changing them and they get hard, put a diaper on that shit real quick. (laughs) Just cover it. I promise you. You do not want that going everywhere. (laughs) Also, babies have terrible vision. Really? Yeah, when they their rods and cones aren't developed or they don't have enough or whatever, but they can't see very far. It gets, like, better very uh, over time, obviously, but, like, that's why they're constantly, like, looking around at nothing. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. I also heard babies are born with all their teeth. They're just I mean, they're in your head. Things. Yeah, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. You've never that seen, like, out. a... You've never seen that kind of skeleton? No. Yeah. It grosses is... me out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I like babies. They smell good. Babies have smells. Generally, they smell good. When I hold a baby, I can't not sway. Like, my body just instantly starts swaying. It's weird. Yeah. Hello, maternal instinct. But yeah. They're fun. I like to be around them. Glad I don't have any of my own yet. I've enjoyed my life thus far. That's another thing. It's like, I don't know. Like, I like my life. Mm-hmm. The way that it currently is. I can take off for the weekend and not have to worry about a babysitter. Yep. Precisely. <laughs> Part of the reason I don't have a dog either. Yep. So we'll see. But I do like babies. They're fun. Yeah. I prefer babies over toddlers, I think. Mm, no. Toddlers can say funny things. <laughs> toddlers can be funny. I don't know. There's just something peaceful about a baby, at least for me, even if it's screaming and crying. No, I think I 100% prefer toddlers. You don't have to <laughs> hold them all the time. <laughs> they can walk around on their own. That's true. That is true. I mean, I don't have anything against babies. I'm not having my own. <laughs> <laughs> I like babies. They're fun. They're cute. They look, especially little boys, look like little old men when they're first born. Like for the first like two weeks, they look like old men. It's so cute. Old wrinkly little men. I love it. Yeah. I mean, people say that. That's not what I think. I just think they all look like babies. Uh, someone you and I went to school with recently had a baby, and he did. He looked like a wrinkly little old dude. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Like, okay, so the reason I reminded me of this is, so today's Sarah's birthday, and Sarah just messaged me about her being 
godmom to her baby. I did not know Savannah was pregnant. Yes. Oh. And her little boy literally looked like the cutest little old man. Like That's surprising to me. <laughs> yeah. Her and her partner have been together for a while, I guess. Is it Tom still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were together at Sarah's wedding. Yeah. But... They're still together. But, like, he was this cute little old man baby. He's, like, laid out with his arms like this and his, like, little wrinkly neck and little wrinkly arms and hands. So cute. What you got? Food bars. Food bars? Like, Mm -hmm. snack bars? Yeah. Just, like, food in the shape of a bar. Bar Bar-shaped foods. Okay. I like it. (laughs) We can't say bar foods because that's a different thing. It is a very different thing. (laughs) Food bars. I have no research. I I have a list of the best, the 10 best, like, male replacement bars for 2021, apparently, according to, I don't remember what website it was. I just like food bars. They're good. It'll get you in between a meal. I usually Mm -hmm. eat them, like, when I get up in the morning, if I'm opening, I'll have coffee. But then, like, I'm not hungry. I don't eat breakfast with my coffee because, like, I'm not, I just don't feel hungry. So I'll take, like, an apple and whatever bar I have in the cabinet and then have that at, like, 10 when I'm at work and then eat lunch. If it's a double. If not, then I just eat when I get home. But it'll, it's not, it's never gonna be a meal. <laughs> I don't care what, no. what they're calling it. It's never gonna be a whole meal. You can't just no. replace it. But it's a good snack. Right? It'll make your tummy not hurt. Yeah. It'll get you where you need to go. Mm-hmm. As long as Cut. where you're going is to an actual meal in a couple hours. Yes. I was going to say two to three is the max for a bar for me. Yeah. Any longer than that. And I'm like, I got to eat. Yeah. Especially because I'm eating it when I'm hungry. Yeah. So it's like, it's going to hold me over and then I'm going to need some actual food. Yeah. I usually wake up in the morning and don't have anything other than like a little bit of water with my allergy pill in the morning and then I'll go to work and have a cup of coffee. And then I will have like usually between 16 and 32 ounces of water with that between 8:30 and 11 and then I take my break at 11 and I usually have a cliff bar or some sort of like peanut bar or food bar mm-hmm. or a yogurt and then I take lunch at 1. So then that gives me like an hour and 45 minutes to like digest that and then have lunch, which is usually a soup and salad. So nice. It is nice. And then I'll wait till dinner. Yeah. They're also good for like, if you're going to be on a plane, you could buy, you know, the $12 slice of pizza or you can get like a banana and a granola bar. (laughs) It'll do the same thing and you'll probably have more energy. Mm Mm-hmm. When we went to, or when I went to Orlando with Becca in 2017, we bought, we went to the store the first day and bought like groceries and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we bought some of the Nature Valley like coconut cream bars. They're really good ones. They're like coconut cookie with like coconut cream filling in the middle. I've never heard of that. Like two of them in a pack. (laughs) They're really good. And then, so we bought those and we took those into the park with us. Like, yeah. We would usually eat one in the morning and then take one into the park with us. And it, like, actually did a pretty good job of, like, curbing my hunger until we actually sat down to eat lunch or dinner. Yeah. That's the best. When you're, yeah, if you're going to Disney, bring some, some bars in your backpack with you. Take a backpack. Or hiking. Hiking, yes, depending on what the hike is. You might need more than that. Yes. It's a day hike, though. Usually a sandwich and a bar will do you. Usually. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what kind of bar and, like, how strenuous it's gonna be but yeah fair enough 
I really like the Nature Valley, like, nut bars. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna... I'll go down the list and then we can talk about our favorites. Okay. So I have a disclaimer. So food bars, asterisk. Meal replacement bars are a great choice in a pinch or when trying to travel light, but they should not be regularly relied upon if you have the ability to prepare complete meals. Many bars that are advertised as meal replacements don't contain nearly enough calories to constitute a meal. So, disclaimer. They're usually going to be a little above 200 calories, and that is not enough for most people's daily needs. No. So, the top 10 meal replacement bars for this year, apparently. Number one. Number one. Sans Meal Bar. Never heard of it. Me either. Good. Thunderbird Bar. Still no. Me either, but the one that they had, their like little example picture of what one was, apparently, was like, it was like sunflower pumpkin hemp seed bar or something. And I'm like, that is exactly the hippie granola bullshit that excites me. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, that sounds real good. Yeah, that's a lot of different seeds. Pro Bar. What was that? Pro Bar. Okay. Which I don't remember. Yeah. That might be familiar. I don't remember what it was. (laughs) Most of the rest of these I can picture. Pro Bar, I got nothing, but it's one word. Yeah, that doesn't ring a bell for me. Yeah. Uh, The Good Lovin' Bar. Apparently, it's one of the refrigerated ones. Never heard of it. Me either. Perfect Bar. You have probably seen. Also in the refrigerated section, it's got like the the peanut on the front. It's like a white white and blue package, or I guess probably also white and orange. You would recognize it if you saw it. Okay. This one is going to be controversial. (laughs) I don't know if this is... Three different letters. It was all capitalized, so I don't know if it's letters or if it's one word. It's E-X-O. It could be X-O. I don't know. Uh, cricket energy bar. Cricket? Mm-hmm. Like, made of crickets? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thoughts? Um, I know people have a thing for crickets. What does that mean? Uh, and that they carry a lot of protein. <laughs> yes. Like, it, crickets are, like, a common food in other countries. My sister and dad have, like, eaten crickets here in the States. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have a lot of protein in them, so that doesn't surprise me. However, I probably would not partake. If I ate animal products, I absolutely would. <laughs> it is one of the most sustainable energy, like, animal energy sources that we have. And also, it's not whole crickets in a granola bar. <laughs> it's ground up yeah, until like protein. It's, it's a protein powder just made of crickets. You would never know if you just saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that is, like, the one food innovation that entices me i'm like if i ever go back coming for you crickets <laughs> you watch out because <laughs> that wasn't really around when i ate animals Mm-mm. no it's a fairly new probably within like the last 10 years or so mm-hmm. like 10 or 12 years yeah i mean obviously not eating crickets but as no, like a like commercially produced product protein yeah. yeah kate's real food bar don't know who kate is Never heard of her food bar. (laughs) Rise bar. Rise bar? Yes. I feel like I have seen that. I have not, but it said the full title was Sunflower Cinnamon Rise Bar. And I'm like, are we talking about that one specifically is in the top 10 list (laughs) or all of the rise bars? And for some reason you've listed the flavor. I think it's probably that specific one. But that's so weird. None of the other ones were like like strawberry perfect bar. (laughs) Like Weird. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. 
Yeah, I cut it out. Eat any rice bar you want. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Big Spoon Roasters Bar. Never heard of Big Spoon Roasters. Nope. And number 10 was Green Belly Meal To Go Bar. Also don't know, but supposedly one of the best for like hikers. It was developed, I guess, by some people who hike a lot. And it's a two-pack bar and it has the most carbs and the most calories. It was like 660 or something for both bars. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you could just eat one and it would be 330, which like was 300. Yeah, which is basically in line with the other ones anyway. Yeah. As I say, Cliff Bar is usually around 230 or 280. Yeah, depending on which one you get. Some of my favorites I like the Bobos, the little, the filled ones. Have you had the apple pie I love ones? Bobos. Yeah. The little apple ones are so good. I've not, I've not had the filled ones. Oh, those are the only ones I've had. I haven't had their just like standard flat bar. Good. But they're... we're talking about like a soft, big, like thick bill bo- bobos, right? Well, I've no, only the had the filled ones, filled. so I don't know. Yeah. It's like round, like yeah, it's no, been put into a muffin round. tin. Yeah, you should try the filled ones. They're my good. Favorite. Yeah, I've never had just the standard ones. <laughs> I'm sure they're also good. They are. It's like a it's like a soft granola bar. It's not. Where do you find them at? Everywhere. Everywhere. That... Everywhere I go, it's just a plain bar. I mean, they have like three flavors. It's like the apple, the coconut, and the maple usually. I mean, Sprouts has them, but also I feel like everywhere else I go also has them. Yeah, I've never seen the filled ones. If I see them, though, I'm grabbing one. Yeah, they're all good. Kind bars. Were they on Shark Tank? I feel like because they were. Daniel is like a guest shark a lot. Oh. I think his name's Daniel. Anyway, the guy who start who founded Kind Bars is like a guest shark on Shark Tank a lot, especially this season. He's been on like four times this season already. Damn, <laughs> maybe three. I don't know, but Kind Bars are good. I do like Kind Bars. Yes, I like the. My favorite is the maple pumpkin seed. Ooh, it's the purple one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of a so- not as soft as the Bobos is really more of like a baked oatmeal consistency than a granola bar. Yeah. Uh, kind is more of like a... Seed nut bar. Yes. But it's more of like the uh, like the fruit and nut Nature Valley bars consistency. Mm-hmm. So they do get hard if you take them out of the package and it's any kind of cold out. <laughs> also, they have like amaranth and quinoa and stuff in there. And those bitches fall out all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a pretty crumbly bar. I've not had the... They have like frozen kind bars now. And I'm like... What does that mean? Are you just putting them in the freezer and telling me that's how they're supposed to be eaten? Because you're freezing, like, honey and almond. (laughs) That sounds like a bad idea. Right? Like, sounds like you'd chip your tooth. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea what that means when they're in the freezer. Interesting. Yeah. The Cliff, specifically the nut butter bars. Those are my fave. Yes. I just ate my last chocolate peanut butter one, but my favorite is the coconut almond butter one. Ooh. Also, I really they have like a tart cherry and cashew butter. Yeah, I just had that. That was that good. one's. That, I was gonna say that one's my favorite. I got that one cherry. at CVS the other day. I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. Yeah, usually artificial or like cherry flavor in general gives me heartburn, but that is real good. I think it's probably because maybe it's real cherry. I was gonna say I don't. I think it was actually like pieces of cherry in it. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, I do like that one. They are one of the smaller ones, though. They are. It's like. The same, you know, 200 whatever calories for, like, a few bites. I think I probably get, like, four or five, maybe six bites out of an actual one. Yeah. But they are very good. They are really good. I do like them. Mm -hmm. Fig Bar. 
Have you ever had fig bar? Um, I've had like fig newtons, but not like fig bars. Okay, so a fig bar is like a quote unquote healthier version, and they're also fat. <laughs> it's like a okay. it's like a jacked up fig newton, okay. but with like I don't know whole grains or whatever. <laughs> I don't I don't really know what's supposed to make the difference, but they're good. I like them right now. I have so they have it's from now I'm thinking that these are not the same. Okay. So, <laughs> Fig Bar is made by Nature's Bakery? Okay. Possibly. And if it is, then they also make a brownie, which I have in my cabinet. And if not, then those are two different things. And for some reason, I thought they were related. But the brownies are real good. And Fig Bar is real good. We usually, uh, when we go to Costco, I'll get the, the Fig Bar pack. And it has, like, the a couple originals. And then the raspberry and the blueberry. The... Blueberry one is thinner than the other two for some reason. Don't know why. Always. It's always like that. <laughs> and Weird. it has a slight, like, banana-y flavor. Like, there's some banana mixed into the dough. And I don't know why that is either. <laughs> weird. Yeah. Super But weird. they're good. I prefer the raspberry. It's my favorite of the three. Raspberry fig bar? Mm-hmm. There's no actual fig in it, I don't think, at that point. I think it's just the raspberry. <laughs> raspberry puree. Yeah. I mean, it could have fig. I don't know. I've not read the ingredients, so I don't really know. But they're just good. Know the raspberry is your fave. Um, and then this one, only kind of a bar, but I'm counting it. Lenny and Larry's complete cookie. <laughs> I'm counting. Okay. I'm counting in my bars because it's part of the like proteiny meal replacement family. treat kind of category. It's Those less. It's less like chewy, like Quaker Oats granola bar, and more like you know, Quest or, like, I can't think of any other <laughs> yeah, protein bars right now. I I really like the cookies, mm-hmm. the protein cookie. Mm-hmm. My favorite is when I put it in the microwave for, like, seven seconds, seven or eight seconds. Mm-hmm. And, like, gets it just soft enough to, like, make it warm and cookie-like. Yeah. It's good. I've never done that. Also, technically, a serving is only half a cookie. <laughs> and they're really fucking us on that <laughs> yeah they are because you do not know that until you read the back <laughs> yeah that's i did not know that either yeah damn i mean it's only like 400 something for the whole if you eat the whole thing but if you're not expecting that and you're like trying to keep track because it's you're not really like it's real resealable so you're just like oh cool i'll open this and eat it and it's like 16 grams of protein and i'll be good no, that's actually 32. But they are good. I like the birthday cake flavor. Yes, that's my fave. Yes. Anything birthday cake. If I don't like it in birthday cake flavor, I just don't like that thing. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had the other day a salted caramel one. It's like a chocolate cookie with little salted caramel chips. Mm-hmm. The mint chocolate one is good. The first one I ever had was a snickerdoodle. It's only okay. I remember it being fine. I haven't thought yeah. of it again. They had a lemon cookie, I think, for a while. Probably. I think I had that one and it was decent. But the first one I ever had was the birthday cake one and that ruined me because it's the best one. <laughs> it is. It's so good. <laughs> it is. It's the best. Yeah. You should throw it in the microwave for like seven or eight seconds. It I don't is... own a microwave. Oh, damn it. That's <laughs> also, I don't eat them when I'm at home because <laughs> I have food here. Actual food. Yeah. 
when I was working at the mill, I would often bring those in just because, like, they were easy to grab off the Minute Mart shelf, and I yeah. knew that what I was getting. Yeah. I would always throw them in at, like, midnight or something, midnight or one o'clock, and that was, like, my mid-shift treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we always had a microwave there, so. Yeah. Food bars are a good option. They are. Especially, like you know, if you are trying to, like, make better choices, air quotes. Yes. <laughs> Depending on what better means and what your needs are. I like the crunchy granola Nature Valley ones. I oh, think. I know you do. I hate them. But I also like the peanut butter churro mix typey bars also that they have. I just don't buy them. I like. I always liked the fruit and nut one, but that was it. The peanut butter one. Give it to me. Delish. Yeah, I haven't had a Nature's Valley bar in a long time. I guess this isn't like... So when we go to Costco, we sometimes get what they call Aussie Bites. Mm-hmm. Do you know what those are? You've mentioned them before. I don't remember specifically. Okay, they're like a little, like superfood puck, basically, and they're like oatmeal-y and delicious. Mm-hmm. I like them, but they're very crumbly because they also have like quinoa and oats and yeah <laughs> things that don't stick together very well. But they're real good. Yeah, yeah. they're more like oatmeal raisin flavored. I think it's more or less, like, the flavor that they lean towards, and I think that's just because they have, like, oatmeal and raisins in them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lar bars are only okay. I'm gonna say it. I like a few of them. Mm-hmm. I like the cookie dough one and the chocolate peanut butter one. I like the cookie dough. That's the, like, I... the tan one with the polka dots, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's usually the one I get if I'm gonna get it. The problem is that it's a date-based bar. So if you get, like, the the chocolate mint one... It's still going to be primarily date with, like, a little bit of mint. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I like the cashew bar they have. The cashew cookie. Yeah, that one's really that popular. All right, Em. Should we wrap? Yeah. We're gonna go to sleep. <laughs> yes. Because I have been yawning a lot this yeah. episode. <laughs> go ahead and give us a rate and a review. Wherever you are listening, it really helps us out. We're not dudes. So don't message us on instagram and twitter at yes dude podcast and ask us to promote your your ball shaving business (laughs) because that happened this week that did happen yesterday i literally have no clue what else i can do to convey to people (laughs) like our names are in the bio i don't understand (laughs) yeah but do message us on instagram and twitter at yes dude podcast (laughs) and let us know what your favorite food bars are. Yeah. Have I've you tried the ours. cricket ones? How are they? Yes. If you've tried the cricket ones, please let us know. I am actually real curious about that. Mm-hmm. Me too. I don't know that I have the balls to eat it, but like, <laughs> I'm curious about it. I would. It's a moral dilemma. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Till next time. Yep. Bye.